Hello and welcome back to the South of Gaza podcast. Yay! It's been a month. It's been a while. I'm not even going to hold you. A lot of stuff has went down in the past couple of weeks, but I'm excited to be back, to get back on this thing, to get back on my mission, on my purpose. Um, I want to go ahead and start us off with a prayer. So if you are able to, bow your head as you pray with me. Heavenly Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us to come together through through this technology, this this podcast, God, I pray, Lord, that the conversation that will be going on today will be filled with your spirit, Lord, and that will be filled with your word. And I just pray, Lord God, that you just continue to bless this podcast, bless the people who you have listening to it. Um, and I just thank you, God, just for everything you've given and done for me already. And I pray, Lord God, that this, like I said, this podcast will just be used to speak to all kinds of people and all kinds of different walks of life and any point that they're in. Um, I pray all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so the last episode was called I'm on Assignment, and it was talking about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And we just kind of briefly went over how Philip was, who Philip was. He was an evangelist, not the same Philip who was one of the 12 disciples this Philip was one of the, um, um, yeah, this is a different Philip. And then we have the Ethiopian eunuch and how he was well-respected. He was um, highly regarded in the, the kingdom of Ethiopia. And just how your first assignment may start off small. And to continue with a similar thread, um, but also starting a new, a new season, that is. We're going to start a new season. This is episode one, season one. And the theme, the title of this season is called Available, um, Be Available. And this episode is called, in quotations, it's called God, I'm Available. And it is inspired, it's taken from Isaiah 6, verse 8, which I will go ahead and read, which I'm going to read in the, anything that I read to read today is going to be in the NLT. So Isaiah 6 verse 8 says, Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, Here I am, send me. And that was Isaiah responding to God when God said, Who shall I send? And Isaiah responded, Here I am, send me. So I really just want to talk about being available. And today I'm making the declaration that God, I am available to be used by you for your people, for your purposes. Um, it's been a long journey to get to this point, so I guess I'll go ahead and dive in on that. Um, just talking about how my week went, and then we'll finish it up with some scripture, and then we'll call it a night because it's actually really late. It's almost eleven o'clock here tonight. But um, so I was just this past week has been really rough because I, in all honestly, I've, honesty, I've been having a hard time just kind of coming to grips with being in this season of singleness. And God really hit me today, which is why I just had to come here and talk to y'all, talk to him, talk to y'all, talk to everybody who want to listen. And, but he really hit me today because he was just, he just reminded me that singleness is a gift. The season of singleness is a gift. Not It shouldn't be looked at as a burden. It should be looked at, it should be looked at as a gift, a time to, do all the things that God is that that God has called you to do that if you were in a relationship you would otherwise be distracted from and I know myself 
I would definitely been distracted from doing this podcast, from being involved in um, the campus, my, my campus ministry. I would definitely have been distracted from those things. And so God, I know that I know and believe that God knows me better than I know myself. And so I think that's why he had, that's one of the reasons why he has me in this season of singleness, because there's a calling on my life. I believe that I'm not trying to sound conceited or cocky, but I believe that God has got a calling on my life, just how he has a calling on everybody's lives. And that calling is just right now, it's just too precious to be um, distracted from by having a relationship, though it, that relationship may be glorifying to God. You know, that's my hope anyway. But if if it's not the right time, then what is meant to be a blessing can be a curse. And so God has really kind of showed me that, that I just need to be just take this season as the blessing, as the gift that it is, and not reject it, but take it and embrace it. And so I just want to go ahead and, uh, so that's my little background for why I've been so absent and I'm um, just kind of dealing with that. And that wasn't the only reason I was absent, but that's just the struggle that I've been with this week since Valentine's Day is literally tomorrow. Shout out to my sister whose birthday is the day after Valentine's Day and shout out to my best friend whose birthday was on the 9th of February. And so I just want to go ahead and read the scriptures that we will be reading today are in Daniel, Daniel chapter two. And I was I've been reading Daniel uh, off and on for a couple of weeks now during like my time, I guess, while I'm at school in between classes. And it hit me again. God is really was really working on me today because it hit me again how Daniel and then Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, whom I will be referring to as Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. I like their Hebrew names a little bit better. But how like they made themselves available and that God used them. And then in turn, he elevated them. So I really just want to talk about that a little bit tonight. Um, just about how they were, God made, he, God, he put them in this specific place at this specific time for a specific purpose. And instead of and and they saw it and they used it they utilized it they saw it as the gift that it was the um the opportunity that it was as opposed to looking at it as a burden as a um a crutch as something negative that they had to run away from they had to get out of they looked at it as an opportunity to serve God in every circumstance so this is just one of the many times throughout the book of Daniel that you'll see Daniel and then Hananiah Shadrach, or Hananiah Mishael and Azariah um really just displaying their faith in the face of great adversity. So we're going to start in, like I said, we're in Daniel 2. We're going to start in verse 14. And I'll go ahead and read that. So, and like I said, it's an LLT. So it says, when Ariok, forgive me for these for butchering these names, the commander of the king's guard came to kill them. Oh, excuse me. Let me do a little backhand real quick. So in Daniel 2, it is when Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has this disturbing dream about um, he is. It's about he just has a dream one night and you don't you don't find out what the dream is until a little bit later. But he has this dream and nobody in his kingdom, none of the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers or the astrologers, nobody could tell him what his dream meant and what what the dream was or what it meant. And he told everybody, he said, Nebuchadnezzar said, if you basically, if you do not tell me what my dream is and what it meant, then you're going to die. And so 
Daniel, Mishael, Hazariah, and Hananiah, they were at this point, they were considered wise men in the the nation of Babylon. They were pretty pretty high up. They were they were pretty noble officials. They were very they did a very great, very good job when they were in training, so to speak. And so they were very wise. And so they were they were included in that group of people who if they didn't tell him what the dream meant, then they was gonna die. So like I said, let me go back to verse 14. It says, when Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, came to kill them, being Daniel handed the, handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. He asked Arioch, why has the king issue, issued such a harsh decree? So Arioch told him all that had happened. Daniel went at once to see the king and requested more time to tell the king what, had, what the dream meant. And then in verse 17, it says, Then Daniel went home and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, what had happened. He urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so they would not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. He said, Praise the name of the Lord forever and ever, for he has all wisdom and power. He controls the course of world events he removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in, in darkness, though he is surrounded by light. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. You have told me what we asked, what we asked of you and revealed to us what the, the king demanded. And then we're going to skip over to verses 46 through 49. And 46 says, this is, actually, we're going to save that part. We're going to say 46 to 49. So just through 14 through 23, when I was reading over that and then rereading over that, I just really saw how, so they were in a, so God had put them in this position. They were wise men in Babylon and life happened. The king got upset. The king had this, God had given the king this dream and nobody could answer it. Nobody understood. Not at the time, not even Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah knew what the dream, the dream meant. But what I, what I admire so much about these four guys is that their first inclination was, what the, the first thing that it says is that Daniel handled himself, handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. And that's something that we as a nation, me, me personally, I, I need to do better at is handling situations with situations with wisdom and discretion, having a spirit of discernment and having a heart to desire wisdom in all situations. And I feel like that's a part of being available. They, they were, they were willing, they had open hearts to, um, to receive the wisdom from God and to receive a spirit of discernment from God. And so they, they were available when, when 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 stuff got crazy, when the word murder and death and kill were being thrown around and with their names mixed in it, Daniel was able to handle the situation with wisdom and discretion. So verse 14 is if you are able to, if it's not already highlighted, go ahead and highlight verse 14, because I feel like that is just something to remember when you're just going about your daily life, when things get difficult you were you were supposed to handle the situation, handle situations with wisdom and discretion. And then the next thing that I thought was interesting was um Daniel went home and told his friends, his crew, his tribe, his community group, he told Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah what had happened when he had went to go see the king and asked for more time. And 
the first so so the first thing he did was he handled the situation with discre- wisdom and discretion. How did he handle the situation with wisdom and discretion? <clears throat> he went to the king and asked, you know, why, what's going on? Let me get a let me get a full understanding of what it is that is going on instead of jumping to conclusions, jumping to these different situations. Let me go straight to the person who's having who's who's the problem is with and let me go figure out what what's wrong and what can what can be done to fix it and um let me get in since you're threatening my life let me get a little more time so that was how he handled the situation and then after that he went on to talk to his people he went to his people his cry his tribe his crew his community group his closest friends and or and and told them what had happened so he had somebody to talk to he had he had godly community surrounding him to talk to and and then on top of that not only did he have that godly community to go talk to he urged them to ask the god of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so that they would not be executed along with the other wise men of babylon so that also is something that's pretty fascinating i'm sorry that was my sock (laughs) but he was but um so daniel hananiah mishael and azariah they prayed together and I just thought that was so interesting, so fascinating that they got together and they prayed and they asked. It said urged that that's not just, oh, God, you know, if it, you know, maybe it'll happen. It was like, God, please show us mercy. Show tell us what this dream meant so that we won't die in here in this in this nation, in this place. And I just and then it says that night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision and so not only did God hear their prayers and he heard them pretty quickly, but, but the next step. So after, after God, after they prayed and they, they urged God to have show mercy and to reveal what the dream meant. And God told him, go told Daniel what the dream meant. The next thing Daniel did was he praised God, which is so vital. I believe I feel like for me, I know that's something that I struggle with when I'm going through a season of, like this past week, this past month, so to speak, when I'm going through a rough season, it definitely gets hard to praise God. You know, I mean, like praise him wholeheartedly. You have those little praise, you know, oh, thank you, Jesus, you know, and you. And sometimes it's just like a God, thank you for getting me through this day. Like, just thank you for helping me see the end of this day because it's been a struggle. You know, thank you for getting me through these tests this week, getting me through this test this day, this quiz, this homework you know, that situation. But I feel like, but Daniel went further than just, Oh, thank you, Jesus. He went down and he was like, praise the name of God forever and ever for he has all wisdom and power. He controls the course of world events. He removes Kings and sets up other Kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to scholars. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in the darkness though he is surrounded by light. And it says, I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. And that's what I'm going to highlight real quick. And then he says, you have told me what we asked of you and revealed to us what the king demanded. So I just want to just say, like, when it comes to being available, you can look back in Daniel 2 and just the book of Daniel period is just phenomenal for this kind of situation or this kind of the whole idea of being phenomenal or I'm sorry, the whole idea of being available. But it just but Daniel, Mishael, Hazariah and Hananiah are just four prime examples about how they. So if you read if you've read Daniel one, you'll know that they 
refused to defile themselves with the king's food during this their 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 training period, so to speak, and they held on to their principles, they held on to their 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 faith, and God rewarded them at the end of that um by making them wiser making them more wise and have favor with higher up officials and with the king and then you come into Daniel two and they're 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 trying to do everything you know they're they're still living they're living faithfully they're trying to do the best thing they they're trying to do the best they can not only in their jobs but also when it comes to um sticking to the sticking to the rules of their religion at the time being faithful and then they find themselves in a situation where God I mean they were tested God tested in a way they were God tested them tested what are you going to do when your life is on the line you know who are you going to go to when when you are you are in when your life is on the line when when things are looking extremely bleak for you and they they responded in a way that we should all respond I should respond and a lot of times I don't thank God for your his grace but a lot of times I don't respond in the way that I need to but they made themselves available in that when Daniel was when they were faced with this trial Daniel was open to 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 receiving the wisdom and discretion of God and 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 his friends Mishael, Hananiah and Azariah were open to to reaching out to God reaching out to him and asking him begging him urging him to have mercy on them they were available in the, in those situations if that makes sense I hope this is making sense to you guys um and at the end of it so we go we had go ahead and skip on to verse 46 Daniel 2 46 and you'll see um just I guess the fruits I guess of um their faithfulness it's the, the 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 little caption, so to speak, of this particular section is called Nebuchadnezzar rewards Daniel, and it says then King Nebuchadnezzar threw himself down before Daniel and worshipped him, and this is just after Daniel had just told the king what his dream was and what it meant, and this is talking about the statue with the four different elements: the the iron, the clay, the bronze, and then the iron clay mixture. Um, yeah, I think that's what it was. But um, so it says the king, then King Nebuchadnezzar threw himself down before Daniel and worshiped him. And he commanded his people to offer sacrifices and burn sweet incense before him. The king said to Daniel, truly, your truly, your God is the greatest of gods, the Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this secret. Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He made Daniel ruler over the whole province of Babylon as well as chief over all his wise men. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, a.k.a. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, to be in charge of the affairs of the province of Babylon while Daniel remained in the king's court. So once again, when I talk about, or when you talk about the whole idea of being available and using Daniel and Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, um, there was something in... In verse 47, it talks the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, this pagan king, this this not so not a good person king. He says, truly, your God is the greatest of gods, the Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries. For you have been able to reveal the secret. God used their faith in him because he, he knew who he knew his people. God used them because he knew they were available to be used and he was able to reach King Nebuchadnezzar. 
by their by by these four guys faithfulness by these four guys being tested and withstanding the test and being faithful by being available to to his word and to God's word will to God's word his will and his way especially in this see this particular um this particular scripture his will and his way because they were available they made themselves available God was glorified to a pagan king and at the time at this time remember Babylon as an empire was one of the most powerful empires on the face of the planet. So God was able, God was revealed to this pagan, this, this king, this pagan king who was one of the most powerful Kings in the world at the time he was revealed to him. God, God was able to, or through their faithfulness, God used them to reveal his glory and his majesty and his power. And that is just so fascinating and so wonderful to me. Like I want, like I really just want God to use me like that. I want him to, I want God to, I want his, I want him to be glorified in, in everything I say and do. And I just, ugh, I'm just blown away by Daniel. So don't be surprised if the next couple of episodes in this season are on Daniel, because like I said, the whole theme of season one is called being available or available. And so I thank you guys for sticking with me. This was long, a little longer than I had a... Now I ain't gonna hold you. I wanted them to be about 20 minutes, and this is about 20 minutes. So I thank you for sticking with me for this episode. I pray that... Pray and hope that you got a little bit of something. Or even if I didn't... Even if it was nothing that I said, hopefully got you back into reading your word. Um, and praying again. And just trusting that God knows all. God sees all. God is... God is always present and even in the darkest of times that God will never leave you and just a quick side note I was thinking about this today um I would the whole like like I said through this trial period this this period of time this season that I'm in and um that I've been in for a while I was thinking like I've heard the I've heard the phrase you got to trust God even when you can't see him or when you can't track him and or it were you got to trust God when you can't feel him working and it's hard to do that because we as a people um especially for millennials I've heard of this especially for millennials we're instant gratification kind of society and that mindset um and just the idea of you putting in work and you when you put in work you put in when you're like I'm reading my bible I'm praying I'm going to bible study you know I'm trying to be active in doing your will and your way but I'm not seeing any of the, it doesn't seem like you're seeing any of the fruits I encourage you to not give up on the good work that you are doing. I encourage you to stay faithful to God. I encourage you to trust him. And I just, and, and I sell that because something that hit me today was the world spins, the, the earth spins, yet we do not feel it. But the earth is spinning. It spins on its axis and goes around not only is the world spinning on its own axis every 24 hours, but the world is also revolving around the sun every 365 days, unless it's a leap year. So I'm just like, so even when it doesn't feel like God is working, even when it seems like it's just another day, you have to just be encouraged to know that God is always working, always working. And so I say that and I bid you adieu and I pray that you be blessed. So thanks again for coming, stopping by, um, and I'll see you in the next episode.